We're back to Fixie's Playground, co-hosts. Tell them. Tell them How something. you doing? Yeah, we're back. It is January 24th, 2022. And we just had a crazy-ass NFL playoff weekend. Um, unfortunately, we we're supposed to have an episode before it, but uh, scheduling conflicts, it happens. Uh, we're here now. I uh, Since the last episode... Kind of got cold in Louisiana. I killed my first year, went deer hunting, killed my first year. That was fun. Um, playoffs have been happening. So, you know, NFL season, here we go. And how about you, Simon? Oh, let's see. God, the, the game against the Patriots, that was so fun to watch. Yeah, that was – let's just talk about that game this episode. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not talk about <laughs> Let's let's focus on that game first, and then we'll go from there. Um, I mean, what the hell would I kids, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm I'm doing okay. I um, college has been stressful. Um, I got this new job that's been kind of stressful, but it's been doing okay. What else? Yeah. Uh, I live in Buffalo, so the weather's been horrible the past couple of days, but it is what it is, I guess. But yeah. not too shabby. Not too shabby. Yeah, that's that's. It's cool. So, uh, last week's playoff games, most of them were lopsided. Um, you know, a lot of blowouts. Uh, not that I'm complaining. You know, uh, I think most of the teams that lost, I wasn't really rooting for. I guess you could say. So, it is what it is. I was happy to see the Patriots get beat. Um, who else lost? The Eagles lost. Uh, Raiders loss. Um, who was the other team? Wasn't there like another team? There's three. The Cardinals. The Cardinals loss. Yeah, which I like the Cardinals, but I didn't think they were really a a, a deep a deep playoff team. You know, their squad's not strong enough. Um, which brings us to this week, unfortunately. Um. Obviously, we watched a lot of good games. Uh, Rams-Bucks was a really great game. Crazy. Uh, obviously, your, your Bills-KC games didn't turn out the way you and I wanted, but uh, that was a, an amazing game even then. Um, who did the Bengals play? I can't remember. The Titans. Yeah, the Bengals played the Titans. Um, that was a – I mean, most of those games were three-point games, obviously. Um, what was the other team? Why can't I remember anything? Yes, that's the uh, question. It's the, it was the Rams and the Bucks, and then there was the oh, the Niners and the Packers. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a huge loss, man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers catching a lot of shit for that. Um, yeah, well, well God, I, it's funny because like in the sports group that we're both in, um. We know a lot of Packer buddies. We have a lot of Packer buddies in the group. So it was just amazing to see, like, all night, just everybody, like, go through the experience. Well, and, oh, my it, God. It was it was funny to me because, like, I was watching them. You know, I woke up the next morning, and I was watching them shred Aaron Rodgers, a new one, like, all morning long. And I get to start watching the, the Buccaneers game. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Rams kind of bit themselves towards the end, but they pulled off the win. You know, and I'm like, all them fucking Brady, you know, dick riders who were just shredding Aaron Rodgers now get their own cup of tea, 
you know, <laughs> because down goes Brady. And I mean, his stats ended up being a lot better, but for most of that game, his stats were not good. He wasn't playing very good, you know. Um, and I know people would be like, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't have so-and-so. I'm like, Bro, what are you talking about? He still had Mike Evans. He still had Gronk. He still had um, O.J. Howard, Cameron Breed. He still had Leonard Fournette. Like, like let's let's not sit here and, and try to, like, Tom Brady literally had one of the deepest offensive weapon groups in the entire league, and he lost a couple, and they were still better than most other teams. You know. Yeah, I the, – the, uh, I I see where people kind of give Brady some leeway. I get it just because of, A, when you win six Super Bowls, you're going to get or seven. I lost count after five. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like you're going to have some benefit of that. And I, that, I agree that that kind of should how it goes. But like also, it's like, yes, he, he still had like great, like good talent around him. But like, Chris Godwin would have helped in my opinion oh, that I, game. I, I mean, I, I agree, but like when your team's loaded, like it's not an excuse. It's like you well, lost one superstar and you still have like four others. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. That, that's my that's my point with it. Like you have a great O line, you have Leonard Fournette, and you had the other guy who were both, you know, Ronald Jones. Well, did he have Ronald Jones? I think he was out. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think it was the same guy. But I mean, it's Leonard Fournette. Like he's he's a He's a good running back. He's a hard running back. He played very well in this game. You still have OJ Howard, who most people think if he'd be a top five, you know, tight end or just a major um, target getter, he'd be a top five tight end. He's talented enough to be anyway. Cameron Brates a really good tight end also. So it's like, and then you still have Mike Evans. It's not like you don't have a star, like potential top five wide receiver. And you have Gronk who, Slow as he is, is sure-handed and huge and knows how to use it. You know, like, I just don't like the argument. You know, it's like, yeah, you're down Chris Godwin, but you have all these other weapons. Like, come on now. Like, the Saints didn't even have anyone of that caliber on their team. You know what I'm saying? In the regular season. Like, come on now. Like, let's, 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 you know, like, you're complaining because you have one less star. Come on now. That's true. I think. It's. I. I think the main reason why they lost the game was obvious. Like Brady played like shit. The online played like shit. Yeah, that's basically how they were down so much. And kudos to Brady for bringing back back the same points. Like, it, I mean, it wasn't too little, too late because like it came down to the wire. But like it was kind of too late. Yeah, but it, I mean, the there, sense, like, look for for both teams, there were some crazy turnovers, right? Like, yeah, makers um, and. Yeah. Yeah, and I was surprised because I was like, yeah, you know, Stafford probably going to throw an interception in this game. And then it's like, oh, like none of the turnovers were really on Stafford. Like the first couple ones that happened, it was all like weird, like throw it, like Robert throwing it to to uh, to Cooper Cup, right? And like he runs down the field and then it slips out his hands, like just fluky as hell, you know? And that's not on, that's not on uh, Stafford, you know? Uh, fumbles by running backs, those really hurt. Um, and even even on like the Buccaneers side, it's the same thing. Just weird turnovers, and you're just going like, man, this is crazy. Back to back turnovers too. <laughs> so I know it's crazy. I, I, <laughs> I um, I don't know if you saw the reports, but the reports were if 
the Brady did pull out to win to win the Super Bowl this year, he would have he would have mulled retirement. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still reading that he's still mulling retirement, but I I think this pretty pretty much cements that he's coming back next year because I just cannot imagine him going out this way. Yeah, well, look, I think everybody wants to ride off into the sunset on a Super Bowl win, right? Um, and and I I get that. Um, with Tom, who I, I don't know, you know, like it's just that time of year where everyone's writing articles about what's going to happen. And it's like, look, Tom Brady could say right now, yeah, I'm probably going to retire. And then four months from now, when the season's gone and done and he's had time to think about it, he decides to come back, you know, like the decision is not going to be made now. Right. Right now in the saints, like the Saints circles that I'm in, everybody's like freaking out. Cause Sean Payton hasn't committed to 2022 yet. And it's like, what, it, like this, the, the, the season's still not over with. Like the Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. You know what Sean Payton's doing right now? He's probably sitting at his house drinking alcohol, enjoying his family time, right? Like, um, I don't think, and like I'm not worried about it. I don't think Sean Payton's going anywhere. And if he did, well, I mean, I'm still a Saints fan, so like we deal with it. But like, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. Like, why would Sean Payton leave an organization? Um, why would Sean Payton leave an organization that gives him free reign, who includes him in all the major decision makings, who lets him make many of the decision makings, who, I don't know, I'm going to sound like a homer, should have been coach of the year this year. Look what he did with that Saints team. And I know they didn't make the playoffs, but how many coaches in the league could have brought that team to a positive win record? Just saying. They had more players activated and started than any other team in the league because of injuries De- completely decimated right many times like many of those games we had like a six loss streak like we had most of our team out you know we're, we're dealing with third stringers here with bad wide receivers with Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon like and he still was pulling out wins against dominant teams you know so um I'm just saying like I don't think he's gonna go anywhere if he does, like he does. But, like, why would he go to a worse situation? You know? Because I don't think there's any other team in the league that's going to give him the situation he's in now. The Saints still have a really good team. It's not like they don't. You know, we'll see what happens in the offseason. Probably lose some pieces that we don't want to lose. But every team will, you know. So. I um, I think if Sean Payne does leave, I think he's done in general. Because I think he, I, I, like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he likes the Raiders job or maybe he likes some other job. But mm-hmm. I think if he does want to leave, I think he's at least, A, done for a couple of years and he'll come back to maybe the Saints or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or, B, he's just done in general. Because, again, because um, I coach defensive line for high school football, and even that is training by himself. Yep. And that is – Nothing compared to a D three college, even. Mm-hmm. So it's like wow. I cannot imagine being a head coach in that level. Yes, yeah. so I so I so maybe I I don't know I don't know him obviously pretty awesome if I did but <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. um you know there's there's been rumors that maybe he'll take a couple years off but like my issue is is the Saints are good now they might not be good in three years. You know what I'm saying? 
like that's that's my only argument is if he planning on staying with the Saints, then I don't think he's going to take a break. If he plans on retiring, then I can obviously see him going off into the sunset and doing his own thing, and then maybe just coming back to football later on. Like I can obviously see that. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, it's early season. Like people are just getting the, my, my, my original point was is like quit quit getting your panties in a bunch, everyone. Like just just stop. Like it's too early. This season ain't even done with yet, you know, like give it the off season. Let's see what happens. Right. The draft's still months away. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. It's I mean, it's a heartbreaking loss for Bucks fans, but what what are you going to do? So we'll see. But um, uh, be happy because I'm a Saints fan. And I don't have to watch the Buccaneers <laughs> win, like being another Super Bowl, you know, like. <laughs> Look, man, the, the division, uh, the division hatred's there. <laughs> like, hey, 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 man, I watched this fucker dominate out my bills for a better part of 20 years. So that's what I'm guess. saying. Oh, man, it's so exhausting. All the Patriots fans that are Buccaneers fans. It's a, like, like, I actually <laughs> have a couple of relatives that are actually like OG Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of them because they grew up in the uh, 70s and 80s as Patriots fans and mm-hmm. they had horrible years in that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I respect the heart of them. I do not respect 70% of Patriots fans, because I guarantee you that's the number of fans that were bandwagoners, and they yeah. did not experience any losing until yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, like, I remember because there was like a, a three to four year span where like the Saints were just seven and nine repeatedly because our defense was just god awful um and like i remember all the people just like leaving in droves and i was like bye bitches like seven and nine ain't that bad when when like you were in the paper bag you know head days like <laughs> being a saints fan has been rough for a long time <laughs> you know it's like y'all came in when it was good yeah um yeah thank god for um a true breeze Failed physical in Miami. That's basically yeah. how he put the Saints. Um, so a little bit of breaking news. You're not breaking news, but um, um, we have a quote from Brady about his future. He said, "It's not always what I want; it's what we want as a family." Uh huh. So that's an interesting quote. I, I if if he put if he puts it like that, I'm assuming that he's playing this next year is his last ride. You would, think, you, you would think so. You would think that he would give a farewell tour kind of the state. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, this is my last year. Let's see what happens. Right. It's um, like, it's like, it's like when Kobe Bryant, like had that farewell tour, yeah. but like Kobe Bryant was awful. This yeah. is me. Well, <laughs> um, and, that, and that's, you know, like I always figured Tom Brady would, would get out before his skill would diminish. You know, like I was talking with some friends about this the other night, because um, like that's what happened to Peyton Manning, right? Like, yeah, he ended on a Super Bowl win, but he looked terrible. You know, like he looked terrible the, the whole regular season. He barely did okay in the postseason. You know, they won a Super Bowl off of an amazing defensive run game. You know, um, and like I don't think Tom Brady wants to do that. You know, I don't think Tom Brady wants to to have a bad, a bad season to, to finish his career, you know? Um, 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Giselle was like, hey, I'm tired of watching you get the shit kicked out of you on the field and like your mouth bleeding and stuff, you know? So, uh, (laughs) um, you know, um, I I want you to stop. Like, it's time for you to spend some time with your family. You're in your 40s now. Like, I'm going to put it this way. I mean, Tom's been in the league for over 20 years now, right? Like, at this point, if you have your mental health and all the money in the world and tons of Super Bowls, leave. Like I'm just I'm just being honest. Leave. Because all it takes is that one hit. And it can mess you up the rest of your life. Right? I love I love football. I played football, but I've seen it. I've seen it happen in person. I've watched it in college, like seen it not in person in college, but like I've seen it watching college football i've seen it watching pro football like it's a dangerous sport and tom brady ain't young i don't care how he's playing he ain't a young man no more so like if he could leave with with his mental health intact with his physical health intact with all the money in the world with super bowl wins fucking go nobody's gonna hold it against you the problem is is like all these elite quarterbacks he is a competitor you know he wants to win he wants to play i i respect it i really do you know, I don't necessarily like Tom Brady, but I, I mean, I still think he's the GOAT. But, you know, my point is, is buy, leave, go, protect yourself, go spend time with yeah. your family, go enjoy the rest of your life. Right now, if you can't bring yourself to do that, well, hey, I'll see you for one more year. That's fine. My Saints are going to beat you in the regular season twice again. I don't give a shit. going to happen. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's still early. You know, I think Tom Brady was just like, hey, this isn't just up to me. It's not just my decision anymore. You know, I have a family. I have a wife. Like, I think that's what he's saying. And we'll see where it goes from there. So, um, go ahead. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I, I noticed that um, I have, like, a little bit of two-second delay. So, every time I think you're done talking, like, I accidentally interrupt you. So. I wanted to make sure that um you and I didn't do it on purpose, but um yeah, it's I don't know, man. I think the the, the tough decision is very. I think this is the most fun Brady has ever had playing in the NFL period. Mm-hmm. He's just having a ball right now, and I know he's forty four years old, and I, it's a God given miracle he has some sort of. I mean, he's obviously has to be beat up in some capacity, but he's has some of his health left. So it's like, I would like him to retire, but like at the end of the day, it's like, he just wants to have fun. But I think he's entering the stage now where he's very realizing that he's having the most fun he's had in a while, but he's getting up there to the point where he knows he's pushing it mm-hmm. and he's bringing his sons and his um wife like beyond prepare. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's a tough decision, so but yeah, we'll and, see what and, and let's be real. Tom Brady wants to go have a broadcaster position anywhere. They're gonna give it to him. He he can still be part of football, just not play it anymore, not be so in the grind, you know. Because during the NFL season, players like Tom Brady, players like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Rogers, all these studs, they eat, sleep, and, and breathe football. It's what they do. Their families don't get to see them very often. Why? Because they're the last ones out the first one's in and they're constantly studying right so like um we'll see i think the other thing we gotta think about is is 
look, this Buccaneers team is really good. People are going to start having to get paid, right? Yeah, sure. Antonio Brown leaving not the hugest hit, both financially or skill-wise, because they have other players. But those players are about to have to get paid. It's that simple. It don't. Yeah, I don't even care that they didn't win another Super Bowl. They got to the playoffs, all right? You know, like they've won some games. Um, they're good, and they demand. You know, they're going to demand to be paid appropriately, and that means. You know, some cuts are going to have to happen. Something's going to have to happen. So we'll see how that that turns out, too. You know, who knows who's going to be there by next year. So, um, but uh, if you don't have anything else to say about Tom and the Bucks, we can move on to the next topic. Yeah, we can move on, yeah. All right. What you want to talk about? You want to talk about the disastrous Bills game or (laughs) – yeah, yeah let, let's rip the band-aid off. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so backstory. So, I was at Ironic. This is Ironic. I'm a, I'm, I am a sober Bills fan, but I love going to the bar every night to, just because. <laughs> and um, I was at the bar last night, and my um, my best one, of my big one of my best buddies, Angus, um, was with me. And he was in the other side of the bar. And when we scored that last touchdown to Gabriel Davis, it was with the 13 seconds left, he came over to me, almost knocked me to the ground and gave me like the biggest hug ever. And mm-hmm. I said, buddy, I love you to death, but get the fuck off me. There's still 13 seconds left. Yeah. yeah. And then turn, and then I'm going to, I mean, I'm nerd out, but I'm going to, yeah, because I, I, because this was atrocious to me. Let's just let's just take a deep analysis in the thirteen seconds because that seemed like fifty minutes to me. So that kickoff, flabbergasted that they that they did not script it. That was my first reaction. Mm-hmm. I did not know why they didn't try to script it. That made yep. no sense to me. Yep. So there's that. And the first play, the the, the play where they got like thirty yards for Tyreek Hill. If you look, this is what I'm talking about nerding out. If you look at the alignment, it made no goddamn sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There was four, so there was this by itself was mind boggling me. There was already four guys showing that they were rushing the, the yeah. four man defense front. Yeah. Why are you doing it? No, 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 mm-hmm. no, I, that made no sense to me. Yeah, they should have had. They should have had maybe two guys on the defensive line. I could yeah, understand. So, I can understand maybe an argument for three guys, but uh, yeah, they should have I had two guys. guys yeah, you yeah, should, I you should have, yeah, you should. You should have had nine people in the back. You should have had nine people in the back. Is that simple? Yep. And here's the, the other part of this that also made me go, "What the hell?" If you look, nobody was behind the defensive line for about 10, 15 yards. Here's what you should do. Three-man front, have two linebackers in the intermediate pass, in the intermediate field, and the rest of the six players backfield. Yeah. They had nobody in the intermediate part of the field. Yeah. So I knew right away this was going to be some bullshit. Yep. So that happened. 
And then I then, then when he got the field goal, when he got the field goal, I I just knew that the Chiefs were going to get the coin toss because. Well, Whatever. as, as I, soon I, as it got, as soon as it got to the coin toss, I called it. I was like, whoever gets the, the, the coin first is going to win. Like whoever gets the oh, ball first yeah. is going to win. And that's what happened. And, and look, I mean, <sighs> Bill's defense just shit to bed. Um, as for the 13 seconds, man, I felt like they were trying to prevent a touchdown more than they were trying to prevent a three, you know, a field goal. And like, honestly, I, I get it. You know, Tyreek Kill just burned you for like a 70-yard touchdown not too long ago. I, I understand, but you, your defense has been working a lot of the night running your normal stuff. And instead of that, like you're basically begging them to, to get 20, 30 yards of play and giving them the field goal. Like I, I didn't I didn't agree with that, that play calling. And then like you said, you're right about the alignments. Like it, it did not make sense for them to rush for at all. So, um, and I, I'd still argue maybe, maybe put two, you know, just for, sh- just for, you know, shits and giggles, but like, just terrible calling. This, it was not great defensive calling. Um, after that, I'm, there's not much to say. Patrick Mahomes hot. They're both, both teams were hot. Um, momentum was in both teams' favors, really. Um, I honestly believe if it would have been the Bills on getting the coin toss, they would have got the first touchdown, right? Um, now, some people, you know, there's a lot of controversy about the overtime rules. Um, and look, man, it, we had a high-powered offensive scoring game, but uh, defense is just as important, and both sides of the ball have to be legit. Um that being said, I wouldn't be against both teams having a chance to score, you know, um, especially this game just kind of highlights the lack of that, though, you know, because you just watch two teams score a ridiculous amount of points in the last like two minutes of the game. Um, and then you go to overtime and then one team scores and then like. You don't get that chance to to see the other team like try to do the same thing, you know, and I think it let down a lot of the fans, right? I know Kansas City fans who are even like, yeah, we don't really like that rule either, even though we won, like, you know. And I think it hurts the NFL. I think, you know, it maybe not necessarily rule-wise, but just I think it hurts the, the bottom line a little bit because the fans want to see if that other team can can match them, you know, and it not be – because whoever wins the coin toss, it your odds, like, go up significantly, right? First play, First team to have the ball – like you, you have an advantage. And I think if you're going overtime, there shouldn't be that big of an advantage. You know, I think both teams should have an equal. Yeah. I can't hear you. I don't know if it's, it's because of your connection or if you're mouthing it, but <laughs> I was on mute for a second. Okay. Okay. I was like, I see you. Um, But yeah, like, I think, you know, I, I want, I want to give defenses the chance to show out. I really do. And it's part of the game. I understand that. But it's like I said, if if a team has a clear cut advantage going into overtime, then it's not a fair game. It's not a balanced game. And I think that's the argument you have to make if you want these rules to change. Is if if they make it to overtime, like I want it to be as fair as possible for both teams. Because I, I if I truly want both teams to, to win appropriately as they should, then it should be fair. It should be balanced. And if it's not fair and balanced, then it's kind of tarnished, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
that, and, you know, I felt kind of bad for Josh Allen, you know, dude, dude showed that he had the stuff, right? Yep. Like, even with this loss, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Josh, Josh Allen has the killer instinct. He has the talent. Like, he is going to be great to watch for years to come. Same thing with Mahomes. I don't want to take nothing away from Mahomes. I was rooting for the Bills. I'm not going to lie about that or anything like that. Like, I love watching both those quarterbacks play. Right. And as someone who, I mean, I've watched the greats. I've watched Tom Brady. I've watched Peyton Manning. I've watched Drew Brees. I've watched Aaron Rodgers. We can go, you know, those guys are Hall of Famers to me. You know, I'd put them really high up in my list, but I get the arguments. But the, the point is, is, I've seen, I've been around the block long enough to see that they're both going to be amazing elite quarterbacks for years to come. And I, I'm, I kind of just wish one of them was in the NFC. Uh, you know, so we could see some, some, some Super Bowls like that instead of AFC championships, but it is what it is. Um, they do have some talent in the NFC kind of showing up. Hopefully they can come to par eventually, but, um, besides for that, look, I mean, it was a great game. Just sucks how it turned out. If you're going for the bills. Yeah, it's. My final two thoughts. One, I think next year we'll still have a really good chance. And maybe in the next five years. This was the best chance for us to win. Yeah. We have to resign Levi Wallace. We have to resign Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And this year alone, we have to resign um, Ryan Bates, who was a really good guard for us this year. This year. Mm-hmm. You look at next year. I really hope the the projected cap numbers are true, because if they aren't, buddy, we're not keeping Ed Oliver. We're not keeping Dawson Knox. Yeah, we're not keeping Jermaine Edmonds. Yeah, it could be a very different team next year, depending on how things turn out. Um, so, you know, if I could, if I could loan you uh, Mickey Loomis, I would. You know, he he he'd get y'all right. I promise you. <laughs> but uh, look, um, I mean that's the nature of the NFL. You know. Yep. Um, and and two, I would like to say, Josh Allen. I said this coming into the game. If we had any shot of winning the Super Bowl, he has to become a man. He has to not be erratic. He has to carry this team on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and that's been my knock on Josh Allen is I'm not saying he can never do that. My knock has always been Josh Allen is sometimes we get the erratic Josh Allen we yeah. saw back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And that and yeah, I have no idea how many times, buddy, in the last five minutes of the game, every time we threw it deep, I thought, oh my God, this is game over. It's going to pick it off. Mm-hmm. So him taking that next step was really important. I just, I want him. I. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You want to you want to see it happen again next and, year. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and look, that's fine. He's a young quarterback. You know, I, I I can talk about Drew Brees the way I talk about Drew Brees because every year he made the playoffs, whether they won, lost, however far they went. Drew Brees was a better quarterback in the playoffs than he was in the regular season, and that's saying something for a quarterback that has like top five all-time stats in many categories in the regular season, right? So 
it's the same thing with Josh Allen. Like it's all these stats you're putting up during the regular season is great. Even though even this year we've seen some inconsistencies during certain games, um, which might not all be him, but some of them are him. But uh, seeing the clutch mentality in the playoffs, right? Gotta love that. You gotta love that. But you do want to see it again because you want to be like, oh, I hope it's not a fluke. You know, <laughs> now that you saw it, you're like, I hope, I hope, I hope he keeps it going. You know, it's 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 incredible. And actually, want actually yeah, two more things I have to say. It's just this game is just so layered. Um, um, number one. Gabriel Davis. I always liked the guy. I always thought he was an underrated receiver that nobody talked about. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable last night. Yeah. Just fantastic. And that's stating the obvious. But nobody's point. And, and I love the guy that does. He, we would not be here if it wasn't for him. I understand that. Stephon Diggs had a horrible night. And you could say, well, he was double teamed the whole night. Cole Beasley was too. And he still managed to get 50 yards. So it's like I think he got six catches yeah, for 60, 60, 60, and then he got hit hard. And then yeah, uh, I think after that, I think after that, they uh, I don't know if he came out, but uh, I know like after that, he he missed two targets. Like he was he was on a tear for like six catches straight, no drops. Like he was six six targets, six catches, sixty yards, and then he got popped. And then after that, it was like the next two plays, he, he missed both his catches. So yeah, I don't, like I love Cole Beasley, like. I'm always rooting for the scrappy little guy, you know? Um, so, so in closing statement, my dear friend, about this topic. Yeah. We are no longer underdogs. We are no longer the guys that said, oh, we made it a divisional playoff. That's a really good step. No, fuck no. Mm-hmm. We are. We have shown we can be heavyweights. Yep. No more bullshit. Yeah. Anything past a divisional round officially is a massive oh yeah yeah, yeah, for sure especially the next few years so I don't want to hear anything about moral victories from this point on Mm -hmm. we gotta handle handle ourselves like a great organization and I believe we can do that next year but we gotta put in the work no more excuses it's kind of cliche when Bill says it gotta check but no days off it's I mean, look, you can argue whatever you want. Bill Belichick's the Hall of Fame coach. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. people can talk whatever they want about Tom Brady leaving. Look, man, I mean, he did great things as soon as he had a quarterback worth half of a, like, you know, he made it to the playoffs. So, um, but he's a very serious court coach. Now, one thing I will agree with you on is what I want to see, not necessarily from the players, but from the Bills organization is to carry that momentum forward as a heavy hitter now, right? It's to keep it going because it's not just the players. It is the organization and having a great organization and coaches and and GM and, you know, um, if all those things mesh, like they should, like you should be consistently great for a long time coming. Right. We'll see what happens. We are. It's going to be interesting because Brian Dable, as I'm looking at my phone right now, is expected to get an offer from the Giants. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. So we are losing him, which is, I liked him enough, but I didn't love him. But mm-hmm. so that's happening. So we gotta we gotta buckle down. But um, I, I that 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 whole segment killed me because I freaking hate talking about the game. 
It's like yeah. eating broccoli. Oh, I'm, and I'm, like, I'm sorry. We could have tried to avoid it, but I guess it's just good to get it out. No, no, it's okay. We, we, had, we had to with Band-Aid on, yep. dude. We had to. But, <laughs> yep. Um, what do you want to talk about next, buddy? Uh, one last thing. Uh, go Bengals. Um, I don't think they're going <laughs> to win. I, I don't think they're going to win. Um, I, I do think it's going to be the Rams and, and Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and I'm pulling for the Rams, uh, funny enough, even though there's – some bad blood between the Rams and the Saints fans. Um, I just – I love this Rams team. I really do. And I like Stafford on it, and I hope he gets him a chip. That being said, hometown hero Joe Burrow won LSU a national championship. I've been riding for him since he went into the NFL. I told people he was going to be an amazing co- quarterback, and given a little bit of time, he'd be up there with some of the greats, and he's on his way. Um, I don't think the Bengals will be able to beat Kansas City. But I hope they do, <laughs> you know, so it could happen. Yeah, I'm giving them more of a chance than I think most people. But I, I'm still pretty certain to win. I, 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 I think all the thing is, I think the Bengals. Go ahead. Yep, I think the Bengals. I mean, they're they're a different team. They're a different team than Buffalo was last year. But mm-hmm. I compare them to almost like every team. Um, they they're basically like us last year. Like they can beat any team on any day, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just this team. Like like I said, I think offensively it's, they, I think offensively they they can score and they can give up a good game. I I just think defensively they're not gonna be able to stay, stop Kansas City. And even if it like, I think it could be one of those games where like they get out to a, a, a lead and then the second half comes and Patrick Mahomes just puts on the afterburners with Tyreek Hill and just demolish them. You know, it could be that kind of game. Um, so, you know, like I said, I have the Rams and KC going to the Super Bowl, uh, but obviously I'm going to be pulling for the Bengals. I want them to win, <laughs> you know, so. I'm going Chiefs 42, Bengals 27. Mm-hmm. And I am going Buccaneers twenty and San Francisco seven. You mean Rams twenty? Uh, yeah. 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 It's all right. No, you're good. You're good. I was just like, but bu- Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, uh, twenty and 49ers seven. You said. That's... Yep. It's get ready for mediocre football, guys. I I it's... could believe it, but I mean, yeah. You know, uh, that's a divisional matchup in the NFC Championship. That's my my, my that's thing rough. is like it's I I get I get it. The Rams are the clear cut better team. I can tell you yeah. that. But I also know that if the 49ers are playing top notch football, they can hang. Uh, I don't think you, I don't think your score like your predictions is all that off though. I think I might I think I might give the 49ers like maybe two two uh. Let's say at least 10 points. I could go 14, you know, two possessions uh, scoring, I would imagine. Um, it's the reason why I'm not having – there's two reasons why I don't think the Warriors are going to do anything on offense. Number one, it's just Jimmy G. Like, maybe he'll turn it around, but he played awful the past few games. I think I Jimmy G is going to throw two interceptions. <laughs> yeah, That's what like I think. He's, yeah, he's – this is the best defense he's facing postseason. And I don't see it happening. And to also, <sighs> yeah, it's just, yeah. Look, I, I think 
I think, yeah, I, think I think the Rams offense is better. I think the Rams defense is better. Um, I think the 49ers will have to get lucky. I, I, I hesitated for a little bit because I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible. Go ahead. <laughs> the Rams D-line is not going to be friendly to the Niners O-line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> I, I, I almost wrote it in a way where it would have like canceled our show. But um, yeah, it's not. It's not gonna. It's gonna be a bloodbath, buddy. In my opinion, I hope so. <laughs> I'll put it this way: I hate the 49ers more than I hate the Rams for sure. Yeah, which is so. odd coming from me, but um, but like I said, I like I like Stafford. I'm invested in Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Like Robert Woods won me a lot of money on DraftKings, so you know <laughs> I uh can't hate on my boy, you know, even though he's not playing this year, unfortunately, but uh, I, he was with the Bills. He Wait. was with the Bills. Like, I, I keep, the, Robert Woods, I keep forgetting that fact. He was oh, with yeah. the Bills. Yeah. He was oh. in the same draft from he got to DJ Manuel. It's just insane to me that he's great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'd call him necessarily great, but I mean, I think he's a... Yeah. He's a good wide receiver too, that has wide receiver one upside infrequently, right? But I mean, he's playing behind Cooper Cup also. I don't know if he can handle the kind of coverage that Cooper Cup handles, right? Uh, but that being said, like he's a great he's he's a great wide receiver for the Rams. Like you know he he he's a very good role play uh, positional wide receiver. You know whatever you want to call it. So he's good. I like him. So. All righty then. Uh, next topic. Okay. Uh, do you want to venture in the world of politics, my dear friend? Yeah, we could do. We could do some politics. We got a little bit of time. Yeah, right, cool. Um, yeah, this country is a dumpster fire. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> in some ways, sure. In other ways, it, no. It's biden's having a hell of a time i don't know how else to word it but he's really really struggling in a lot of fronts with the ukraine stuff he's having hell of a time with the I middle mean, east look i you know i didn't i didn't vote for biden uh i didn't necessarily like biden um that being said look he's biden's been like a mediocre politician for like 50 years in washington right Oh, yeah, he's got his name on some stuff, but like he's never really made waves. And, and he was, I mean, he was vice president. And look, I'm not going to say he wasn't a good speaker at some point because he was. You know, you go watch a video of him 10 years ago. He was an eloquent speaker. Like he knew his stuff. It's not the same Biden we have right now. Okay. Like I don't know what to tell people, you know, some people call me crazy or I'm being partisan or some other shit. But look, Biden's got dementia, bro. He's showing all the signs. Like I just, I think they're they're hopping him up on uppers and like he'll go and do some stuff and then he says some wild shit and they're like oh you know <laughs> he's just you know he's it's, just, it's part of the time he came from and it's like no bro like no no <laughs> like if you can't be a lucid president and like you don't even know enough to to like not say the things that you know you shouldn't say that's an issue put all that to the side right politics he's not handling things well. And, um, you know, I don't, 
I don't want to say he's a puppet, but like at this point he could be. Um, but he's not making good on some of his promises. You know, there's uh, the student loan forgiveness, you know, or at least like the 10K or whatever it is. You know, a lot of his uh, previous voters are, are pissed off about that. Uh, I'm not, but it is what it is. Um, the Ukraine stuff. I mean, they, they basically told what Americans in the Ukraine today, like we like evacuate now because if they attack, we can't help you, you know, Um, which looks terrible from a a military might standpoint. Imagine technically having like the strongest military in the world and telling your citizens that you can't help them in another country, you know, (laughs) which I I get, I get the politics involved. Uh, You know, there's a lot of deep currents and all that, but like, doesn't look good. Right. Um, the pulling out of Afghanistan was was pretty awful. Right. Um, and I get I get that, uh, you know, Trump made the plans or whatever. You know, you can argue that. And I, and I get that. But it's like Biden, you, you had you pushed the date back. And you had like six months. And you're telling me you couldn't have done a better job than what you did. No, you decide to cut your losses, be stupid about it and then blame it all on Trump. And then people died because of it, right? Lots of people died because of it. It's it's the Afghanistan thing. I think recently in the past twenty years, every president we've had handled it handled it in the worst not the worst possible way, but a lot of, some more than others. But yeah. they've handled it pretty bad in the Middle East. I think Trump did a piss poor job. He did better than Obama, but he still did not a good job. Yeah, Obama. Completely almost killed the Middle East. George Bush, we had no business going to Iraq. Yeah. He, it, 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 it's always been, and I don't know if the Middle East can't, the situation in the Middle East can't get better. And I remember when he got, when Biden got elected, when he won the whole damn thing, I thought, well, surely he cannot screw up the Middle East as bad. Surely he cannot make things worse. Yeah. Things are already on the un, the most unstable platform you can imagine. Yep. And yet it, yeah. No, I honestly I did vote for Biden. It's not because I wanted to per se, but yeah, no, no, no judgment here. Like I'm not shitting on anybody for who they voted for. We'll just yeah, be no, honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just being. It's yeah. I I just. I did not like Biden, but I did not like Trump either. Yeah, well, that's why most people voted for Biden is because they it was more of a we just don't like Trump more than we don't like Biden. Right. And I honestly feel like it's a a failing of our voting process that at least our last two elections have been that. Right. I, I, I think just honestly, like, um. I, th- I think I think both parties are just doing a hell of a job right now, and not in a good way, in a, in a terrible way of just picking the candidate just, that's right in America on both I, sides. I honestly just hate the two party system. I really I do. Too. I, I really do. And, and like, yeah, I used to be, you know, like I when I got, came out of high school, I was a registered Democrat, um, and then I changed to independent, and then I changed to 
Republican after that because it was more along with my ideals. And I just think it's stupid that like you can't vote in the primaries if, if you're not like a registered Republican or a registered Democrat, you know? And even then you can only vote in your in, you know Republican Party's primaries. And it's like so like so yeah, you can vote for a third party, but historically we know that they don't do shit. So it's like if you want to be at the table and have a say in who your president is in the primaries, then you have to align yourself as one of them, you know? I, I don't I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. And in in the past election was a prime example. You cannot tell me either if you're whatever party you're in, you cannot tell me that Biden was the best candidate. That is no, he totally wasn't. if you say that to my face. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg was a great candidate. You got Tozy Gabbard, who is a fantastic candidate. I disagreed with him on some things, but Andrew Wang was a better candidate than Biden. I just, yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of both parties not going. Well, they, I mean, the Republicans kind of did with Trump in a way, but not bringing anything new to the table. Well, I think, I think Trump was. A great idea, but just poor execution on the person that they chose, right? Yeah. I think you like. I thought it was, and they probably ruined it for generations to come. Electing Trump, and, and honestly, I don't think some of his policies were all that bad. But, but that aside, like getting away from the same politician bullshit year in and year out. That's what led to Trump, right? Was the I'm going to speak all sophisticated and tell you what you want to hear. And then when I get elected, I'm just going to do what I want anyway. Right. And, and look, I, I understand enough about politics to know that until you're the president, there are some things you just don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. You literally, they, you know, I'm pretty sure you get elected, you swear in and you're giving your top secret clearance and all this other stuff. And then they bring you into the room and they show you a shit show. Right. I really do believe that. And oh, yeah. so, some some of those promises you made are counterintuitive to the shit show that you were just shown. So I, I, I'm willing to give on that a little bit. But at the same time, there, there's some things where I'm just like, you just flat out fucking lied. Did not and do I, that. And nobody's holding you accountable for it because you're the my, president my, now. <laughs> my thing with Trump is like, like here's I've always been social, socially liberal and fiscally and economically conservative. That's always who I've been. Mm -hmm. So I, I so I really did love Trump's economic policy. I really did. I yeah. thought his. I mean, he brought jobs. I'm not going to totally shit on the guy. The reason why I, I mean, like obviously, like there's a lot of like lying politicians out there. You kind of have to lie sometimes. If you don't mm -hmm. know about this, but like at least be somewhat transparent and be somewhat and somewhat like honest. Yeah. I knew Trump because I I I I'm, I'm, I'm man, and you probably. Have um that um stuff too, but like, I I always knew he was a professional bullshitter. I mean, he convinced a lot of people that Obama was not born in born in the fucking country. Yeah, and a lot of people still believe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, look, Trump. I I always knew Trump was going to be a bullshitter, right? Like I like how he was abrasive, right? How he would name call. Like these are aspects of Trump I, I never thought would would change while he was in office. Right. Yeah. And I think most I think some people thought that that was going to happen. I'm like, no, the dude's in his 70s. He ain't changing his ways just because he's president. This is not who he is. Um, mm -hmm. 
that being said, like if he would have been just an iota smarter, he could have gotten so much done, so yeah. much done, but his ego got in the way, right? Or he was just too much of a pussy to 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 do the things that need to get done, right? So, um. It, it is what it is. You know, I ultimately I'm glad we got away from Trump if for no other reason than like I just I was just tired of the shit show surrounding him and not even necessarily because he was guilty, but just because they were always trying to find a reason to make him guilty. You yeah. Know? And, oh, and yeah, yeah. That, I like I agree. Like I, like I like I always hated when he like used the term Reg Hunt. It, it, that always made me cringe, cringe as hell. But mm-hmm. I do believe like people really really hated them a little I, I too much especially um the democratic party <laughs> Nancy Pelosi um <laughs> I mean everyone should hate her but yeah I just hate lifelong politics. Hate, yeah yeah I, I I agree with the notion of term limits to an extent um yeah. you know uh also like um just the hypocrisy on both on both sides. It's it's not just the left. It's it's the right also. You know, like I, you know, I got plenty of friends. I got probably got people that listen to this podcast and like they they're pro Trump and all sort of stuff. I'm like, look, man, I'm embarrassed to have Trump as my president. He embarrassed me, right? Like, as someone who used to be more conservative and 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 you know part of the Republican party, like I've broken away and I just now consider myself a centrist. Um, it's just embarrassing. It's like, look, even if you like his economic policies and I like, I, I do believe there are some good things that Trump brought about and did. Um, you can still call out the bullshit, right? You can still tell him when he's being fucking stupid, but instead like you're riding his nuts, but just because he's the Republican nominee, right? Yeah, I, 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 that's that's what I don't like. Like, I'm all like, if you want to cheer for your guy, that's that's great. But when they fuck up, call them out on it. I don't understand what the problem is. Call them out on it. Now we're having the same problem with the left side. Right. Mm-hmm. I got people making up reasons to to be excited for Biden. You know, I got people who are like, eh, you know, I don't really like, like you know, when he was first, I don't really like Biden, but, you know, he's better than Trump. And now they're like, oh, Biden's awesome. I'm like, no, no, he's not. He's not awesome. Well, compared to Trump, I'm like, yeah, but Trump's not the president anymore. Like, if you're going to use the lowest bar to compare all presidents to, of course, they're going to look better. But that's not like, which honestly, I don't even think Donald Trump was ever the like the worst president. I think there were worse ones out there. But um, the point is, is like. Because Biden's the left guy, because he's your guy, like you're backing him up when you shouldn't be, when you should be calling him out. And it's the same thing with the politicians in Washington. They don't want to make waves because they don't want the party to come after them. But as soon as you notice that happening, then there's a problem with the parties. There's a problem with having parties because you're not in like you didn't get elected to to ride with the party. You got elected to represent people that's your job so if the people you're representing want you to ride with the party that's one thing but if the people you're representing want one thing and you're too chicken shit to follow it because you don't want to rock the boat then like you're not doing your job so it is what it is like i don't i don't like the two-party system i never you know um it just it has too many flaws and ultimately it just creates too much division right Instead yeah. of trying to make the country better again, we're too busy 
fighting with each other, trying it's, to win to make the country better. It's not about winning the presidency. It's about making the country better. And I know people are like, well, you know, if we have the president, we're in, we're making the country better. Yeah, but you're so focused on the fighting that even when they're the president, you're still fighting. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because like if anybody knows me, I'm a big, big, big history nerd. I mm-hmm. almost went to school to be a history teacher. But if you read Washington's uh, farewell inaugural address, to me, that's the best document in U.S. history, in my opinion, because it had such a meaningful message and such a beautiful, peaceful message from the man himself. And one of the messages he really wanted to preach was no partisan fighting mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah. And, and that would be the death of the country. And that's so poetic because he wrote that in 1787. Yep. Um, 17, um, no, 1797, excuse me. Yeah, It's been over 200 years. Yep. So far, he's right. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't the only family father either that was against the, the partisan bullshit. Now, there were some that were for it, but like they all had the reasons. And I think George Washington knew it was inevitable. You know, I think history would have shown that it probably was going to happen sooner or later. Um, but it doesn't mean we can't learn wisdom from, from you know, our forefathers of, of the of this country and just, you know, it, it's just it's too much. Um and I just worry where it's gonna go, you know. Um, I don't. I, I. I. don't know if. I. I. I like. I. I've heard people say, "Oh, civil war in fifty years, brother." Not. Not. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's gonna be extremely difficult. To I think. It's I a, don't know. It, it could occur. I don't think it will. No. It. It depends what happens, right? There. I. I believe there are things that could happen that would would foment a civil war. Um, one taking guns away, right? Oh like, God. which I don't think is going to happen. And a lot of leftists will be like, "Oh, we're not trying to take your guns away. We're just we want more gun control." But it's like, but but then you're putting like laws in place to make it to where, or you're trying to put laws into place to make it to where only the super wealthy could even afford to own guns. So you you basically just like shit on poor people and effectively. No one will have guns except for rich people, you know. Yeah. Like that'd be, that'd um, be so funny. That'd be so funny. Them trying to say, "Oh well, wealthy people, they're good people." Oh, really? God, this, no. You just, not, you just, not, that's not the yeah. point. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I don't know. It's you know, I understand the Constitution is supposed to be a living document, right? It's it was made to be edited for whatever was necessary. But I also believe that, like, when they're like, "Hey." You have the right to own a gun and that right will not be infringed. It's like, okay, what what do you interpret as infringed? Right? Like it, can we can to, we all can we all agree like every American shouldn't own a nuclear missile? Sure, but that's not necessarily a gun. Good idea. You know, it's it's <laughs> the, the, the thing that I don't get in this country is constitution, like pure constitutionless through and through. My reasoning for that is it was a great document. It saved our government. The problem is the piece of paper was written 240 years ago. Yeah. You cannot tell me any documentation of any government legislature 
cannot be obsolete after 200 years. That makes well, no sense to me. It's like I think I think aspects of it can be obsolete, but I don't. I don't. Here's here's the problem. It, America as a country has certain ideals, certain morals, certain things that it was built on. Right. The, the right to own weapons was one of them. Right. That amendment, free speech is another. You know, these are things that make up our country. To take those away would be to destroy this country. Yeah, no, so, that, that's that. I, I agree with that. It's just not um, like not. I, I wasn't like like saying like yeah, like scrap the whole yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I was saying no, more like just modify the whole thing because my thing is like it's been unchanged mostly. It's like, well, it, I'm not against modification, but it just depends on what the modifications do. And that's is, that's yeah. the issue. If the modifications make it impossible for, you know, um, three hundred and you know twenty nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand people to own guns and like a thousand can. That's an issue, you know. I think I think that's where you're you're crossing a line. Um, you know, that's where I think you're, you're you're destroying the spirit of the rule and the law and this country, and like that shouldn't be allowed, right? Now, am I am I against like common sense gun laws? And I do mean common sense, not like the phony common sense that the left normally says about guns. Like, do I think everyone should have a background check? Sure. You know what I did? I won some money from DraftKings. <laughs> All right, I want to. I want to get a pistol for my house. Right, went went to a, a gun shop, a local gun shop, pointed to the one I wanted, checked it out. First thing they did was make me fill out a form to get a, a government federal background check. Okay, I passed it. Now, which it doesn't hurt to tell anybody, I'm Twix certified because uh, I was in awful for ten years. So to be Twix certified, they fingerprint you. They they run background checks on you. You know, like you have to meet certain clearances to work at certain levels of the oil field. So I was already in the system. So my background check took 10 minutes. I passed. No problems. They handed me my gun. I walked out. It's about a 15 minute transaction. Now, I know there's some people out there be like, oh, my God, you got a gun in 15 minutes. It's like, yes, but I, I packed the background check. Right. I, I met all the requirements. There are requirements. There are background checks. And I live in a southern country, like a southern country, a southern state where gun guns like supreme. Right. And we still have rules and regulations when it comes to guns. So, like, do I think background checks are a common sense thing to do with with gun purchasing? Sure. Um, mental health checks. Look, I'm not against it, um, but I think there's a whole boatload of of issues when it comes to mental health checks because like what what kind of mental health checks disqualify you from being able to buy a gun right if you have one bad day does that ruin your ability to protect your family for the rest of your life like that you know and if those things aren't clearly defined then i don't want you to mess with it to be honest with you because in all reality if someone becomes mentally unstable and they want to do harm to people they can get a gun whether it's legal to or not yeah and you know, some people say, oh, that, that's what's terrible about America. Like, we have more guns per capita, per person than any other nation in the world. But that's also why a lot of countries don't fuck with us. Because if you come to mainland America and you put soldiers on the ground, everyone and their mother is going to be trying to light your ass up, especially if you're on the South Coast. Now, elsewhere, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But if you come to the southern region of, of America and you try to fuck shit up, we're going to destroy you. 
<laughs> right? It's just it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, but like I also think to you know to be able to pass your background check if you have a gun, I, I think everyone should go to gun safety classes. I really do, right? I've I've heard you know I've had some of my wife's family lose a family member because of poor gun safety, right? Accident happened, shot, dead. It's terrible, terrible. Could have been avoided probably. Um, so proper gun safety is extremely important, um, especially around little kids, especially, you know, but these are things that growing up in a culture where we hunt all the time, or a lot of us hunt all the time. I've been taught gun safety since I was five years old, right? So I, you know, it's not necessarily a love for guns, but it's a respect for them. They're tools, you know, like, and there's some people that collect and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with collecting guns, owning guns, whatever. As long as you're safe with it, it's fine. I just don't assume everyone's going to go crazy and shoot everybody all the time either. So like, you know, I think there's a rational thing to be said. Um, yeah, it's, I agree with everything you said. I, to me, trying to be careful. I, <laughs> Because I almost said like every time, but that's not true. But like, my problem with gun violence is it's always not always again. I'm trying to be careful, but like a lot of times, it's because certain people obviously should not have guns, have guns, whether it's mentally unstable, mens- whether it's like whatever the above. Mm-hmm. And you that's where just. You know, criminals or or whatever who have been known to want to shoot people. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's that's the most difficult thing for me because, like, I I now identify as a libertarian now because, like, I just want everybody to be happy. I don't, I just be happy. But like, yeah, you got to find a balance between trying to limit what who gets the guns but yet not affect people's like rights to the point where it's almost impossible to get a gun yeah well and that's just so diff- I, I don't know but see that's that's my my thing it's i don't like i'm here in louisiana i don't think anything needs to be changed about our gun laws i think our gun laws are fine right if you want to talk mental health i mean that's fine but like even if we count all the times like somebody went mentally unstable and shot up a bunch of people, it would be such a small percentage compared to the mass populace that has guns, right? And I know it sounds callous. It's like, I don't want people to die at all. That's not that's not the case. But like, whenever you have a large group of people, if you have a million people, there's going to be 10 of those people that are just going to be fucked up right. individuals, right? There's no There's no avoiding it. There's like you can't eradicate them. And those 10 people could do a lot of damage, but they're there. So it's like, do you do you prohibit the rest of that million people for the sake of those 10 people, right? And the damage that they they might have done. I, I don't think so. Um and I would love to have a perfect law where where it stops all these things, bad things from happening with, with guns. I, re- I really do. I don't want anybody getting shot. I don't want any of that to happen. But there isn't there isn't a perfect law. There's no law out there that's going to stop it. Making something illegal isn't going to stop a bad person. It's just going to make it a little bit more difficult for them to do it, right? Yep. 
And then it's the argument, well, yeah, but you'd still be stopping some deaths. It's like, yeah, you're right, but then you, you wouldn't be stopping any deaths, like all the deaths. You know, you stop, maybe you'd stop some. I don't even know if you would stop some, to be honest with you, uh, because someone who really wants to do it is going to get it done. Why? Because there's a black market. There's, you can buy guns illegally, right? Like, I mean, it, even with the laws in place, it's going to happen. So I, I don't know what to say. Like, it's, Mental health is the one aspect where I'm like, okay, let's dig into that and see what we can do. Yeah. But true. also, if if a mentally unstable person really wanted to get a gun, they could still get one. Yeah. That's I I don't know how else to say it. Like there's, there's just so many guns on the street that it's it's perfectly possible for, for them to get one or for them to steal one from someone who is not mentally insane. Right. So someone obtained their gun illegally and then they had it stolen. Even if they went through the proper precautions of, of trying to lock it up. You know, it's just, you can't, you can't create a law for every eventuality, eventuality, right? Um, you can't cover all the bases. It's just too many people. There's too many different, different aspects going on. And so like, you know, blanket laws, what's best for most people. Sure. That's fine. That's what we try to do. We try to protect as many people as we can possibly, but I think it's unrealistic to expect to be able to protect everyone. Yeah, yeah, that I agree with that. <laughs> so over three hundred million people. That's the yeah. bottom line. It's yeah. like it's it's tough, but what do you want to do? But it's I don't know. I'm I'm always I'm always an optimist, and I'm always yeah. I'm I'm the same way. You know, like I, I think you know it. I look at our country and I'm, I look, I see all the good things. Right. And, and I understand that there are bad things. I really do. And I understand some people, all they see is the bad things. And I, I just kind of feel sorry for them, you know, because if you can't appreciate the good things at all, I don't know what kind of life you're going to have to be honest I with you. Yeah, I <laughs> just, it's just, life, is, life is too short. To, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a philosophical. Well, I mean, we're, 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 well, I don't think you'd be a douchebag, but I mean, we're being philosophical right now, you know. So it's no, cool. No, 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 I know. I, know. Just, I, I don't want to not douchebag, but like a preachy. Oh person, yeah. But I, I um, I don't want people to spend more time shutting each other out mm-hmm. and not making fences with people that they disagree with, but rather. Just talking it out and reach some sort of middle ground and mm-hmm. really make these tough decisions. Yeah, um, because like that's the problem. Not and that's that's yeah. the that's the hell of it. A lot and a lot of Congress and a lot of the House does not want to do that. They do not want to have civil conversations, and that's the that's a lot of the problem. Yeah, so, need um, an example. You know, I think. As an optimist, I think we need to appreciate the good things we have while not stopping ourselves from striving for better. Yep. Um, and, and I say that because there, you know, there are issues with our country that needs needs to be seen about. I think some issues aren't as bad as we make them out to be, but are still problematic. Um, you know, there's things that need to be worked on for sure. And, and I agree with that. And, you know, I've met even though I am somewhat conservative leaning you know i'm still centrist like it all just depends on what we're talking about right um in a lot of ways i'm very pragmatic um 
it's just I need I need like proof or I need like I don't I'm not against the idea of free healthcare, but give me a system that I know will work. Don't just tell me, hey, we're just gonna do it and then expect it to work. And then it doesn't. And then now you're shitting on people. And then now my healthcare prices went up because you did a poor job, right? Stuff like that. Like free healthcare, uh, free education is kind of different. Uh, because I think one if you keep raising the bar for what's free, all you're gonna do is is uh convolute what's what's there. Like we have free, we have free high school, right? You have free education for 12 years technically speaking, right? It's already there. But what happens when you make the next step of college free? It's going to be worth about what a high school degree is worth, right? Which means it's worth less. And then if you make it if you make it free up to a bachelor's degree, well, then now bachelor's degrees are essentially high school degrees. My, my, it's funny, the, the free college debate, my experience and seeing other people experiences i'm not saying like this is like every kid in america but there's a lot of kids in my grade in my school when i graduated in good old 2020 representing um (laughs) yeah um we had a lot of kids in our grade that did not think their major through Mm -hmm. and i know and I it's a it's a small class I came from, like 35 people, but nearly half right now have dropped have dropped out mm-hmm. because they did not like the major. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem. These kids are not sitting down and researching these career fields. They are kind of naive to not just the career field itself, but like the pay grades, the benefits, the yeah, even where you can find jobs. Yeah, right, the job market, like no, yeah. they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't. They just want to. It's 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 terrible, man. I think a lot of it also has to do with us in high school. Like they don't. I did not know how to file my taxes until senior year of high school. Yeah, I didn't know how to how the economy works until my freshman year in college. I didn't know. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff I felt like I should have known. Yeah. Long before I graduated high school. And I know like curriculums are different in New York than in everybody else, but here here it's like I kind of agree with it. You know, I think that last year of high school should definitely be pushing you towards knowing things outside of like rote memorization. You know? Like, do you, do you really need trigonometry, right? <laughs> I mean, or calculus, you know, like those are things you could learn in college if you really need them for your job. But like, you know, I've, I've gone to college. I've had like two and a half years of experience in college. I never finished. Um, I've been in, I mean, I've been working since I was 14 doing odd jobs. Uh, but I mean, I've been an adult in the workforce, obviously, since I was 18. I'm 33 now. So, I mean, I've been, I've been around the block for a little bit, you know, not as much as others, but you know, it's funny, like some of these things we learn in high school. And then like, when you get out into the world and you work these jobs, it really, they expect you to know a certain amount of things, but they teach you and give you everything you need to do your job. And they want you to do it their way. So it doesn't even matter how you learned it in college. You know, now math might be different, you know, especially depending on the job, but like, where I was at, they taught me everything I needed to know. And I think most companies are like that. Um, as far as college is concerned, high school, look, 
I don't know if I just had good teachers. You know, I'm in Louisiana, so like we're one of the worst in the nation for education. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with um, most of our workforce, at least the male side of it, automatically know they're going into the oil field or they're going to be farmers or they're going to be welders. Uh, those are some of the three highest professions, I think, and they don't give a shit about school. So they take the test. They barely pass. They barely get their high school diploma. And then they go and they do something else for the rest of their life. And they make good money usually. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, like, you know, I think the education rankings a little skewed but just because of the mentality of the people in, in my state. Um, that being said, I had really great teachers and I had teachers who told me, hey, like, get on the ball with college and, and like they point me in the direction they didn't necessarily teach me everything but they told me what i need to go look for right yeah. and i think that's huge because i don't want to just put the onus on the education system all right we live in an information age you should they should tell you what you need to look for but you need to get off your ass and go look for it right i shouldn't have to hand it to you i, can, I should tell you what you need and you should go see it, see about it that's what part of being an adult is about it's about doing the things you don't want to do, right? Um, so do I think the information should be available? You know, I think someone should be able to hand you a list and say, hey, this is where you can go to research career fields, pay, stuff like that. Sure, not a problem. Go do it. That's about my extent of it. Um, you know, and I had professors who told me that. They're like, look, make sure you look at what you're doing. Like, before you go to college, make sure you go do what you want, you know? I didn't even want to go to college out of high school. I went, I, I, I went because my mom basically just like wouldn't get out of my ear about going to college. She's like, you got to go now. You got to go now or you'll never go. And I just wanted to take a year off and I did it. So I went to college and then I piddle dicked around and, you know, made bad grades. And then I had to pay for it later out of my own pocket, you know? Um, but the, the point is, is if you don't know, find out or don't go. Go, go join the workforce for a year and see what it's about. You know, go get experience. Go see what it's like at McDonald's or Walmart and then tell yourself, ask yourself if you want to be a business major, you know, because I was a business major, business administration, and it's not a bad career path to have, but that kind of degree ends up making you like the assistant manager at Walmart and you're going to hate your job, you know, um, now, if you're starting your own business, I think it's a great idea. Um, other things, you know, like there's there are some solid job paths that require college, you know, being a nurse, being a doctor, being a lawyer. You know, these are things that you need to go to college for. There are specific things that you need to learn and go to college. But I also think, you know, even like when I was growing up, because I mean, I'm class of 07. So like I'm but I graduated, you know when you were like five years old <laughs> or something like that, uh, you know, not the big one, but just to say like, there's a, there's a, an age gap there, you know, things were definitely different in my time than they were more recently. Um, but like, you know, I grew up being told I can be whatever I want. Right. And I'm sure y'all did too. You know, you could go do whatever you want to do. This is America. Well, look in a way you're right, but, Anybody who takes a statistics class understands that, like, statistically, not everybody does that. Most people don't do that, right? Because because of the things that they would have to do to get that point. You know, we talk about NFL football, and there's a lot of NFL players. But statistically speaking, them out of high school wanting to be NFL players most likely wasn't going to happen. 
right? And that's why we could we could appreciate you know their skill level and their talent and everything else. So it's like there's nothing wrong with having a dream. There's nothing wrong with pursuing that dream as long as you're willing to reap the benefits or the negative cost of it. Um, it's funny because when I was a kid, I always thought this. Like I always loved that they gave the message: you can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's true, but that's the first half of it. The second yeah. half, which nobody talked about to kids, is you're going to fail most likely at yep. some point down the line. You got to find a way to, if you really, really want to set your mind to it, yes, you can be, you can get to that goal. You got to work really fucking hard. Nothing's going to get handed to you. Yep. That second part is really, really neglected, especially like, and that's the thing too. Like, I get like, you don't want to tell like an eight year old kid, like, hey, your, your dreams are dashed before it begins. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. Don't even, it's going to be really hard. Like, mm-hmm. At least try and be honest to kids. Yeah. Because well, you know, I think I think high school age is is about the time. You know, eight years old is definitely yeah. too young. Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I was just an but, analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Like, if you're 17 or 18, then yeah, your your elders should be telling you, like, look, I want you to be happy. I want you to pursue your dreams, but you need to be realistic about what that takes and what that costs, right? And I think. That hasn't happened for a while now, which is why we have the issues with student loans and, and college dropouts and stuff like that. Um, it's because these people went, took these loans out, didn't realize that their job only pays a certain amount. And then now they're in over their head and they're making it shitty. And then they quit before they finish getting their degree. So, yeah. like, they made not just one bad decision, but several bad decisions that if they would have just taken the time to really look into it would have probably been able to avoid it, you know, um, which kind of leads back to the, the educate, you know, like I, I wouldn't mind telling you, you know, if, if, if a young kid who's about to go to college came and asked me, I tell them everything we just talked about, like, Hey, go research, go see what your job field is. What kind of money do you want to make? What, what kind of work do you want to do? Do you like working with your hands? Do you want to be in an office? Like, what is it? If you want to go be a welder, you can go to the trade school for about a year and a half. And then depending on whether or not you're willing to travel can make anywhere from $25 an hour to 50 to a hundred, you know, making tons of money if you're willing to work. Now, if you want an office job, well, that takes more work. That takes degrees that, you know, and you don't want to just, if you're going to go be in an office, you don't want to be a secretary. Really? You, you probably want to be something better paying if you're going to go to college for it. So you know, job selection and salary, those are the things that are important. Um, I think, you know, America has been selling the dream that you can do anything. I don't think there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I just think that we're at a point now where if you don't educate people while also telling them they can follow their dreams, but being realistic about it, then you're going to end up in having issues, which is kind of what we're having now. Yeah, um, that's, that's like me. Like my ultimate dream job is to teach, um, not teach, but like, Coach Division Three football. Mm-hmm. My my dream five years ago was coaching in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, well, so, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being pragmatic, but like you you can set long term goals. Um, gotta be realistic, like like but be realistic. Like, yeah, yeah. So that like so like having a full time job as an NFL, like that's still like a dream of mine. But like mm-hmm. 
having a full-time job as a D D three coach is a much more realistic job. <laughs> you're, so like you're you're right. And it also it could be fulfilling even as a D, you know, like it's it's good to be pragmatic because you're not gonna set yourself up for bitterness, right? And I think that's that's a great thing to to, to do. Um Hey, uh, I hope you, you end up being a D1 head coach somewhere, you know, and, and maybe you get your chance in the NFL. That would be great. If not, if you can be happy with what you're doing, that's great. Um, yep. You know, what, next? what? There's a fucking bee in the house. Oh, shit. Are you allergic? No, it's okay. goddamn 11 degrees. How is there a bee inside the house? Look, it was cold. It got inside. I mean, I don't blame it. Um, I mean, I want the piece of shit to die outside. <laughs> hey, bro, don't be hating on bees. Just make them go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's it, these it, are it, important, like, bro. Yeah, but, anyway, but like, um, anyway, I think, anyways, um, I think I think America needs to push some of the younger generations towards trade school. I know I've talked about it before, but in the next decade or two, we're gonna we're gonna be hurting for a lot of trades. Um, also. As a country, I just think we need to bring manufacturing back to the country. You know, I know it's it's kind of a, a right-leaning thing to say, but, like, yeah, if COVID has shown us anything, it's that we depend on China way too much for some of our goods. Yep, I right? agree. Like, we have a, a computer chip disparity right now for vehicles and electronics. So just think about that if China ever really got pissed off at us. Like they could just stop sending us stuff and our electronics would be behind, you know? Um, and that's talking more defense wise, but just in general, it's like, what? Like I understand the money that's being saved by, by getting another country to do it. And, and I don't even want to dig into the immoral stuff going on in other countries to, to make some of these products tonight. Cause I just, I gotta go to bed soon, but, um, if America could get manufacturing here and keep it here, there'd be plenty of jobs for a lot of people, you know? Um, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a curious position because not only the Democrat in 2024, I mean, I mean, they're pretty like, I mean, yeah, they could always nominate somebody else, but they're pretty set in stone with Joe Biden as of right now. I mean, so they're pretty much stuck there, but like, the Repub- like I'm not the pr- Republicans are doing bad also. So well, yeah, like, I mean the, the the Republican Party needs to just be blown up. I know. So, 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 like, so what the hell are you going to do with Biden? Okay, yeah, yeah. Biden has a thirty percent approval rating. What do you do? That that's great. Who are you going to nominate? I don't. Donald know. Trump. No. Don DeSantis. I don't know. Like, I don't. I can't think of a candidate that I would really like the Republicans, at least front runner candidate right now, you know, that would run that. But, oh, yeah. Um, but like if they could find a moderate Republican that is willing to work with the left side um, and not be like gung ho Trump, like bullshit, like I think a lot of people would vote for him. Right. If if he came in and he or she came in and was like, hey, like, I just want to get the economy back together. I want us to be a world power again, like to, to be a solid world power. Um, you know, I, I want to strengthen us again as a nation. Um, I want to help our infrastructure, stuff like that. 
and just stick to those few little points, I think a lot of people would vote for him. Yeah. I really, I really do. Especially thank, after thank COVID. Now COVID's wishy washy thing, but like, if I look, I just want the country to be opened up again and us thriving, you know, keep it, if they could just keep it loose. Like I think they could win it, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's the, the problem. It's, yeah. The problem with the Republican party right now is, is they're too set in their ways and they're too fucking stupid to see that they need to evolve. And yep. it's going to be very painful when they keep losing because they refuse to evolve. And, and again, like it goes back in that, that also it's the same thing with the Democrats. It's, yeah. They're, they're, Right now, they're in a winning mode, right? They won the presidency. Yay! They, they controlled um, the House for a little while and the Senate for a little while, right? And then, uh, But even then, that's flipping. You know, they lost some major seats uh, during this last election that they didn't think they were going to lose, you know? Um, and it could be heading more that way because I think while COVID helped get rid of Trump, it also exposed how much of hypocrites that the, the, the Democrats are. Yeah. As far as COVID is concerned, and it pissed a lot of people off. And with Biden now not being a great president and being mediocre and not following through on some of the things he said he was going to do, he's pissing off more of his constituents. And you can sit here, you know, they'll try and gloat and be like, oh, well, you know, Biden, Biden's got like, you know, great numbers with jobs and, and everything else is like, yeah, because you killed the job market when you shut everything down. Yep. Like, of course you're going to come back because you basically forced the country to go to almost dirt level. And then now they're, it's rising again because you're allowing businesses to open again. You know, <laughs> like, of course he's going to have more jobs. Of course. It doesn't mean he's great. It just means that he, he's riding a curve. So it was the same thing with Trump, man. Like anything like he took credit for with COVID, he did not do a damn thing either. It's like it's just I just I want I mean maybe it, like I said before, like you have to lie sometimes to be a politician or to be in office. I mean that's just you have to, but like I just want one transparent dude. You know, just one I mean you it could like if it's something that needs to be a state secret, it's just like, hey, look, I can't comment on that. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, a state exactly. secret. You know, like if you told me that, I'd be like, okay, obviously, you know, if people are going to die, if you tell me that, yeah, I don't want you to tell me. Yeah. That's, obviously. And, that's like, and that's being transparent. And like, yeah. at least he's honest about that. Yeah. But like, I just I don't know, man. It's, I, I love this country. I'm, I'm really happy that I live in this country. But like, at the same time, I'm disappointed with the country right now on both sides. So. Yeah, and, and look, it's it's so hard not to get jaded right now, and just to kind of fall into a slump because you can say whatever you want. Like, yeah, Trump was horrible, Biden's not much better, and it still feels like shit. Our political system still feels like shit, you know. So, I mean, I don't see anybody that's overly happy about anything that's going on politically. Um, so we'll see. Uh, my point is, is it can change and it can get better. Yep. Is yep. I, I and that's what we need to focus on. So uh, that being said, I think we need to wrap it up tonight. Um, we can do more specifics politically moving forward if you want. That's fine. I don't mind. Um, I'm always willing to talk and chat about that that kind of thing. It's always fun. And Fixie's Playground has been known to get political, so wouldn't be too bad. Um, that being said, uh, are you ready to sign off? Or yes, sir. 
all right um listeners thank y'all for continuing to listen we will continue to put out more episodes uh we're gonna try to get some guests on with both me and simon um i got a buddy j-rod that was supposed to be on this past weekend but uh things fell through my kid like i ended up running late and then my kid wasn't feeling well so i had to cancel with him um but me and simon are working on getting like kind of a three-person episode out which i really want to do and uh if you are interested in being a guest please let us know um obviously i post on facebook message me on facebook can message me um if you know my personal number i don't care um i <laughs> forgot to get simon the logins for instagram but i'm gonna do that simon sorry uh but we will be on instagram soon and twitter soon um our lovely co-host simon will help run those things because i'm terrible at them um, i don't even know how to use snapchat y'all just letting you know i don't know how to use snapchat um it confuses me but anyway anyway simon parting words for the listeners uh stay safe and go bills Woo! go bills yeah. go, go saints go joe burrow um go. <laughs> y'all have a good night folks You know, technically, technically, I'm not even really supposed to be here right now. So fuck it. Might as well make the most of it.